0: Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead,
1: Bryant, to Game, hey, not a game, not a game, we talking about practice.
0: LeBron James with no record for human life, he in basketball, a shot, back out to Allen, his 3
1: G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast, fantasy playoff edition, coming at you. I'm joined with my good friend, Callum Mack. How you doing, man? Look, um, Mitch, I've been a bit
2: sick the past few days, been locked away in my room, but uh, the show must go on, right?
1: The, the show must go on. We've got to give the people what they want, and, uh, and, and the people want fantasy advice, they want NBA chat, so I appreciate you soldiering on and, um, you know, taking one on for the team. Yeah, it's
2: an important week. So it's it's it, the semis for our comp. It's probably the semi for yeah. the fantasy playoffs and a lot of leagues out there yep. as well. So,
1: and there's there's a shit ton going on. There's a lot of things happening. So lots lots to chat about on this podcast. Um, just just your thoughts on the NBA currently right now. Um, Anything off the top of your head before before we get stuck into the 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 run sheet for today?
2: Uh, the, the first thing that comes to mind is probably just um, it's this point in the season where everyone's kind of shuffling around a bit. All the seeds yeah. get a, a bit more locked in, so it, it's quite interesting. Obviously, you have those two guys fighting for the playoffs, and right now fighting for the tenth seed. And league at the Wizards, yeah, um, tied wins now with the Bulls. So that's pretty interesting and. And in that um, in that Wild West, you got I believe it's New Orleans in the eleventh seed now, making a bit of a push as well. So and those Spurs have fallen off just as I as I predicted. Yeah. I, I predicted they'd be out and New Orleans would be in. So it's, yeah,
1: I, you did predict it's coming
2: that. Coming
1: together. <laughs> we'll see how it will over the next next sort of few weeks. But um, yeah, it's interesting that how that um, that play in tournament has affected this sort of time of the year and this this part of the season. Um, my my sort of. Um, I've been sort of, I tweeted out a few things today, but it feels like, I don't know if it's just me or the fact that it's been a couple of years since we've had this sort of ending of a season. You know, last year we obviously had the bubble and we didn't really get the true proper end of the season last year that we normally would. Um, but it feels like there's a lot of injuries and a lot of tanking business going on, like more so than normal. Like I feel like there's a lot of teams that are resting. Teams I'll, I'll point to the Toronto Raptors and the, the Detroit Pistons and OKC. Obviously, are just going full tank yeah, mode. Use the
2: rockets as well. Yeah,
1: it's 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 a bit. <laughs> it feels like it's just kicked it up a notch. Another, you know, another year. Um, I don't know if it's to do with the playing tournament or the new draft. I mean, it's probably not new anymore, but the draft, lottery odds changed, or a combination of those two things. I don't know, but to me, it just feels like there's a lot. Of shuffling going around, and when it comes to me, sort of scheduling my fantasy ads and things like that, there's just a lot of hoops to jump through. So it's been it's an interesting time of the year for the NBA. Not always the best basketball, but yeah, interesting to say the least.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'd say there's probably six tankathon teams. So you got like kind of three in each conference, and then you got you got 11 teams in each that are really kind of fighting for that spot for a playoff. or or even obviously, obviously a deep run. So it's a good army, yeah, a good shout out. There definitely are six pretty hectic tank tankathons going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, it's always interesting watching those matchups, and you know that the the players kind of want to win, but the coaches and the, the, the general managers kind of want to lose, and <laughs> it's 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 a weird kind of um, scenario there. Um, we'll, we'll talk about fantasy a little bit later on today. We're also going to be running through a few key injuries happening across the league to key players that might be affecting your fantasy teams. Um, But before we get stuck into that, we're going to be going through, we've been doing some awards in the last few podcasts. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about some of the all-NBA teams, um, specifically the defensive teams and the rookie teams today. Um, And then next week, we'll cover the actual all-NBA teams. So, Let's start with the all defensive we're just going to go through let's just go through the defensive first and second teams. Give me both teams for you Cal and then and then I'll give you mine and we can we can chat from there um, okay. who, who have you got? Do you want me to just do the first team and second team? Or? yeah give me a first team and then and then run through your second team because we might have a few okay. mixing up yeah
2: so, so my first team um, yeah I feel there was actually a lot of good candidates. Uh, it was still kind of challenging, but I, I've ended up with uh, Big Ben Simmons in my first guard position, uh, yep. Drew Holiday at the second guard position. I then have Giannis the Greek Freak at the forward, followed by Bam Adebayo for my second forward position, yep. and then I have Rudy Gobert. So they were my five.
1: Okay, interesting. I have all of those players, but not all of them are my first team. Okay. So, so we agree mostly. I'll, I'll reveal my team soon. So, go through your second team as my well. My second
2: team. I found it a bit challenging for the guard spot for the second team.
1: Yeah, me too. And I've even ended yeah. up cheating slightly a little bit as well. So I put I've
2: ended up putting Chris Paul in there. Uh, just yep. got, I guess out of respect, he's still a great defender. He was. I just threw him yeah. in. I was like, why not give him some praise? He's still doing a great yep. job. He's still hustling out there at, at, at our Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I then went with, with... 35
1: years old, yeah. <laughs> that's
2: it, he's still doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he is.
2: I then went with um, Jimmy Butler at my second guard position, who I know is a forward, so that's yep. why I cheated a bit, but I feel like he probably should have been thrown in there. And I couldn't get another good candidate. The guards were hard, so... Yeah,
1: they, I, I found the guards challenging too, so uh, you'll see my team um, in a second there, yeah, but and, and I then did then find I'm, those guards a bit, bit challenging.
2: And then otherwise, I got OG and an for my next forward position.
1: Yeah, right, and okay.
2: Miles Turner for my my last forward position and then I had Joel Embiid as my center.
1: Okay, interesting. All right, we've got a lot of similarities. In fact, there's only one player that... I have in there that you don't uh, <laughs> across both teams. A bit of differences in terms of uh, where they're at. I'll go through my teams. This is where I differ in the guard spots again. I had Ben Simmons like you, but then I also had Jimmy Butler making the second team. Uh, sorry, the first team. Nice. So like you, I don't know if it. Do you call it cheating? Like he's a starting shooting guard, isn't I, I think he? Like he's where, a guard, who else is? Right? Yeah,
2: well, apparently he's a forward now, which is yeah. a bit weird. But I think he's a guard. Okay. I'm accepting. Uh, yeah, I would have thought say- he's a
1: shooting guard. Yeah. Okay. So we obviously, you know, we're struggling with the guards and I thought Jimmy Butler has been outstanding this year. The Heat have the number one defense in the league um, and he's a big reason for that. Um, I also, now this is the differential player that you didn't have in either of your teams. I had in my Ford first team, um, Draymond Green. Uh, I'm interested that, that you didn't have him in either team there, Cal. I've got him in my first team. What, did you ever consider Draymond?
2: Uh, I did. He was in my honorable mentions. I did have three honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, he was there. Alongside Mikael yep. Bridges and Kawhi Leonard, where uh, the guys who okay. I, I did consider, yep. and I just think the team defense of Golden State
1: hasn't been that great. So, um, well, I'll um, I'll challenge that because they've actually you know despite um, you know the lack of personnel in there, um, so the rest of the team outside of Draymond, um, they're actually they're actually quite up there. I'm just bringing up the stats right now. Uh, where are they in defensive rating?
2: I didn't think they were top ten, which I did kind of look at more for this. Um, I guess when I was they're, assessing they're, it. They're,
1: yeah, they're seventh. They're seventh in defensive rating in the league. Okay, um, that was ahead of yeah, ahead of teams like Milwaukee, ahead of teams like uh, the Clippers. Um, the Boston Celtics—they're ahead of you know just behind uh, the Miami Heat in terms of defensive rating. So, and to me, that is a hundred percent Draymond. Like it's—it's it's not Steph, it's not James Wiseman, it's not Wiggins. Like that's all—that's all, that's all um, Draymond. So <clears throat> he said he was the greatest defender of all time. I don't know <laughs> if I'd agree with that, but um, you know, I think I've got to give him his props this year, and I, I definitely think he was. I I never really considered him not being in the in the you know the first team personally. I had Bam in there as well, and I also had Rudigo Bed, like you, I think. So Green and Butler were the differences. In the second team, I had Chris Paul as well, you know, 35 years old. But, you know, the the Phoenix Suns, their defense is really, really, really good this year. Fifth in defensive rating in the league. Um, And I think Chris Paul is the biggest reason for that. Um, Mikael Bridges is a good wing defender and, and long and lanky, but Chris Paul is the anchor. He's the general um, and you just can't deny that this man's a great defender, even you know at his age. And you know he's an all star. Some people even want to say that he's an MVP con- candidate. Um, I think he should get his props here in the defensive team. So, got him there. Got Drew Holiday there as well. Um, Giannis at my forward. Miles Turner and Dwellem Beats. So all the same names that you had. Um, I think who was the other guy that I didn't name that you had? Did you have OG? Oh no, I didn't have OG. Okay. So sell me, sell me OG and an Obi. Um.
2: Well, like I, I haven't really looked at the Raptors' stats. I'm just looking at as a, a one-on-one defender. I think he is incredible. Um, he he was, yes. was he was up there in terms of steals um, for the league, and he also puts up almost a block a game. And if, if I'm picking someone who who I want to have, you know, a perimeter defender, there's not many people I name above OG. I mean, if you look at, I guess yeah. Ben Simmons, obviously I put above him on on, on this defensive lineup. Um, yep. I mean, even for Giannis, I'd probably consider OG a better one-on-one defender, Giannis is an amazing help defender, can kind of fill the lane yes, and fill he, he, of the other things. Yeah. but in terms of like a one-on-one guy, I Locked rate OG very highly yeah. and I also rate Mikhail Bridges that high, which is why I did give him an honourable mention and same with Kawhi but I think
1: one-on-one, yeah. I think
2: OG is actually better than them so.
1: Yeah, uh, look, I, I do like OG, I, 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 I think I agree with you there, like that's his specialty, that's his niche and it doesn't always come across in the, the statistical categories because he's more of a you know, one man kind of guy where he, he locks down his player, um, maybe has less of an impact on the team defense, which is, I guess, where I, I probably made more, um, you know, put more of my stock into that side of things. The Raptors are there um, 12th in, um, in defense,
2: so just below
1: average. Defensive rating, yeah. yeah. They, they, they are top 10 in, in opponents' field goal percentage, and they're actually second in uh, field goals allowed. So they, they are a decent, you know, um, defensive team. Um, maybe not one of the top tier they ones, really but they're a good
2: center at all for, for the whole season. Yes. to be twelfth is probably yeah. okay, really. From,
1: yeah. And we'll not too it. bad. And and I think, I think OG was out quite a few games as well with, a, with a few things with, um, he had an injury or something he and, and then he, he met the COVID exactly. he protocol. A few
2: weeks. I think it was yeah. some kind of contusion or something.
1: So, so maybe I've deducted a bit of points from him there. Um, like you, I also considered Kawhi Leonard. I think it's interesting that we both went Giannis over Kawhi. Um, what was your reasoning for for that? Um, it's he still puts up great stats, and and the team
2: defense is still pretty good. Um, eighth for team defense. So, and I feel like he yeah. is that main part. Like he's just one of those. He's such a good help defender, and yeah. he's a big guy, and he can get some steals. He's pretty smart in that end now as well. So.
1: Yeah, I could be convinced yeah. to I drop they, him
2: to the second team because the forward spot is so deep. Yeah. But I'd still probably have yeah, to throw so we, him
1: somewhere in there. Yeah, so we both had Bam and I had Green in there. Um, you had Giannis in there. I, I did have him in my second team. I just thought those other two were better. Um, I was reluctant to throw Miles Turner in there. Look, he is probably, you know... Um, he's that blocks guy. He he is a really help good help defender. Um, and for an Indiana team that doesn't have a lot else on the defensive team, he he really he really is the only guy there, and it plays a vital role in in their defense. And he does what he is asked to do. So, I think from that perspective, you do have to reward him. But he's like third in line with um uh, sort of defensive player of the year, which. I can't really get behind. Uh, well, but when
2: you watch his games and a bit of an argument, so I've watched a fair few Pacers games and, and something you do notice is when, when he gets like that third or fourth block, especially if it's like, let's say yeah. the second consecutive block on, on, on one guard, one perimeter guard, yeah. it, it, you, can, you can honestly tell it does get in their head. So from that perspective, yeah. he's one of the guys who does get into a lot of guards' heads a lot because yeah. they, they get into the paint, they know Miles is around there. So, yeah, kind of similar to Rudy because Rudy does a effect like that too. Yeah, I was about
1: to say the the Rudy Gobert effect, like the the shots changed versus shots blocked. Yeah, um, yeah, is is a big thing. So, yeah, so I, I did put him in there, but I, I just want to I want to push back on the you know defensive player of the year candidacy because I don't think he can you know really contend with the likes of Ben Simmons or um, Rudy Gobert or even Bam Adebayo or Draymond Green for that matter I I think that you know those guys are all sort of ahead of him in in my book you
2: can't give defensive player Um, of the year to a team that's only 15th so they are the average on defense so you can't give defensive player of the year to a guy like that has to be top five really I guess in my books top 10 maybe
1: uh, but top five definitely
2: there's more serious consideration
1: yeah, I would agree. Um, and, and I'm surprised to hear you had, um, even though you had Jimmy Butler in your guards, you had Drew Holiday ahead of him. Um, I thought you were a big Jimmy fan. What, what happened there, Cal? <laughs>
2: I'm still a big Jimmy fan, okay? Just to make that clear.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair. But
2: Drew, I don't know, like they do things slightly differently. Drew is this, is this a nagging dude. He's so big. He They actually are similar defenders. They're both kind of big guys. Yeah. And that kind of really pound into it. They make, they make you work kind of things. so yes they're very yes. similar um but for, look for some reason look drew i, I can remember he locked down damel a couple of years yeah. a couple of seasons ago when uh those blazers were the third seed and uh, new orleans were the sixth and it was a gentleman's sweep and a lot of that was drew holiday and, and even when you watch him now this season at the box yeah. he uh he's going at people and i respect that
1: he's He's got he's got the rep he's got he's got the like the, the I think that a lot of players in the league respect him and and give him that sort of nod as one of the best sort of perimeter defenders in the league. Um, so I, and I think he is one of the top tier defenders. I just think it, it's a really I, I am splitting hairs here and I am putting on the spot here because I found it very tough to sort of split those two um, as my first and second. But I think I've just gone on Jimmy Butler because of the team numbers were slightly better in Miami. And when I say slightly, I'm talking about. Just a couple of couple of spots. Um, Miami uh,
2: because he gets he gets over two steals a game, and that's one thing Jimmy does so well. He is so good at reading a play and then this going into the passing lane, taking it, and then obviously he's getting a fast break dunk. He he is so good at
1: that. He he is extremely good at that, and um, I think he's just a bit of a bigger. Like they're both, no, Drew Holiday's long, but I think Jimmy's just a little bit bigger, a bit more of a physical presence. So. Uh, probably has a bit more ability to switch out on bigger wings, so I just think that that gave him a little bit of an edge for me. Um, who else did you say you were on the edge? There, you had Mikael Bridges and uh, Kawhi. Uh, and, Kawhi, and Drama, yeah. One of my
2: three honorable mentions.
1: I I, I nearly had. Um, I was thinking of the couple of couple of Lakers there up the top there in terms of defensive rating in the league. So I, I did consider a couple of the Lakers in LeBron and. Um, Anthony Davis but I just I find it hard with them missing so many games um, especially Anthony Davis who probably is the best defender on that team just to split hairs on you know on on other players that are really really good in terms of Bam, Rudy Gobert, Joel Embiid, Giannis. It I, I just wasn't. It was enough of a reason for me to put those guys in ahead of them. But I think if they had played the full season, I probably would have had an Anthony Davis in there over someone like Miles Turner or Giannis. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, just the games that he missed. I think that's enough for me to deduct. And they're still even without him there doing a good job on defense so should have shows me that that it's a bit more of a scheme on the defensive end
2: uh, i'll just what say what about the Knicks? the lakers you look at the advance, yeah and um alex caruso pops up in a lot of them
1: <laughs> he does yeah he's 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 up there he's he's a good defender and he, he doesn't get a lot of lot of um props for it
2: So look maybe some
1: consideration for the <laughs> the Bald Mamba. What about the Knicks? The Knicks are also popping off in a lot of these, um, you know, they're number one in points allowed, number three in the defensive rating. They're, they're ranking very well number one in opponent's field goal percentage, uh, number one in field goals allowed. No love for the Knicks from either of us in any of the t- in defensive teams. Um, did you give, give any of the Knicks consideration? I, um, it was
2: hard to. That's the thing. I considered the team and yeah. I tried to look at them, but I couldn't yeah. really pick up a name to put on the actual.
1: Yeah, it's hard, I found it, it's hard to pick an individual. Like, are you thinking, is it Julius Randall? Yeah, like, well, it just feels Randle dirty. Yeah, like,
2: Randall's not like known for his defense. And then it's like,
1: it's no, Barrett, yeah.
2: been a pretty good wing defender, but I wouldn't call him better than the guys we've already listed. You know, so.
1: No, yeah, you've you've got Nerlens Noel there, who I oh, I did consider, I did consider Nerlens Noel. So the he's
2: Robinson was starting, and it's, they that's kind of right, yeah, between injuries. So yeah, hard. yeah,
1: no, so it's it is a tough one. I think that's that's a Tibbs thing. Like he's sort of got his like you know, if I could nominate Tibbs for a, like you know to be the all defensive first team coach, you know, sure <laughs> I'll, I'll do that, <laughs> but unfortunately that's not a thing. Um, and, and probably Nerland's was probably the closest one, but I just don't think he's played enough minutes to sort of warrant the pick. So his defense is coming against, you know, reserve players and things like that. So it's it's hard to sort of put him over some of these um, players that are playing 30-plus minutes a night. So, yeah. Um, any, anyone else or anyone else you want to give a shout or think we've missed on the defensive side of things?
2: Um, not really. I think oh, I'll just mention maybe the top five teams. So the Lakers are the first. Yeah. Um, in terms of defensive rating. So, it is interesting. I don't think we had any, any of them. We did mention them, but obviously injuries
1: no, took, yeah. took
2: LeBron and, and took AD out. Um, otherwise...
1: Similar to the Knicks, I think, in terms of like team structure is the reason there, yeah. personally.
2: That's true. Frank Vogel has, has been known for a very good defensive coach. So, he, he deserves yeah. some praise as well. Um, Philly are at uh, right, second. You have New York Knicks at the third. Utah Jazz with the fourth. And Phoenix Suns with the fifth best defensive rank rating. Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. So the Lakers are next. We obviously didn't have anyone, but from those other teams, we've got some good representation. And and the fact that Phoenix are up there so high is is just more confirmation than I need to put Chris Paul in there. Um, you know, just another sort of.
2: Phoenix. Yeah, he's is kind of he's been not the numbers though, because I, I, I'd say <laughs> yeah. DeAndre Ayton, He is actually a really good defender. I was watching. He's a solid. I was watching him play. Um, I think it was, it might have been New Orleans, but they decided to put him like on a. Um, on Zion and um, he actually yeah, kind right. of was kind of big enough
1: to affect him a little bit. Um, uh, he's a big, he's a big body and he's pretty mobile. Um, yeah. So yeah. And he and, and plays crazy. his role. So yeah, no, they do have some solid defenders. I think, you know um, I think Chris Paul is sort of still the, you know, like I said, the commander in that in that backcourt and to sort of hide some of um, Devin Booker's Limitations, I think, is is Even a big Devin's thing for Chris Paul as well.
2: And he's still a big six He's getting guy. better. Like he's he's not. Yeah. He's just. I just view him as a mediocre defender now. I wouldn't say he's a. Yeah. A negative.
1: No, no. Yeah, I'd say he's about average in in my book. Um, probably not someone who I'd call a plus defender. Still, but but getting better. It used to be a big negative in my eyes, but getting better. Let's, let's move on. We're going to go on to the all-NBA rookie teams. Again, we'll do the same. We'll just go for our, our, through our first and second. Now, this one, we don't have to sort by position, um, which is the, the handy thing with the rookies. We can just go through um, the, the top five and then the next five. So let's hit me with your all-NBA rookie first and second team, Cal.
2: All right, first team, I have Lamelo Ball. No surprise there. Tyrese Tick. Halliburton. Yep. Anthony Edwards. Okay. Patrick Williams. And yep. James Wiseman.
1: Interesting. My first okay. Team.
2: Um, All right. I then went into my second team, which was Emmanuel Quickly. Yep. Paul Anthony. Yep. Sadiq Bey. Denny Advia. And Isaiah
1: Stewart. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I have right. got a couple of position.
2: I Stewart. asked you. He's more a power forward, I guess. But anyway, you
1: can yeah. play it. Yeah. Oh no. Nah, I think the the positioning in in the in the rookie teams is we'll throw it out the window. Okay. I don't think it really matters. Um, okay. I've got I've got a couple differences. Um, I've got to play again in your first team that I don't have in my my list at all. Um, I didn't have Patrick Williams in, in either of my teams. Hater. Um, Hater. Yeah. I, I don't know. It ha- hasn't sold me. I know I know the he's been starting for the Bulls all season, but I don't know. just hasn't really impressed me compared to some of these other guys. I'll go through my team. He's gotten
2: the toughest I've defensive got, assignment every single game. I think that deserves some kind of respect. And he's putting up... Yeah, fair enough. 9-4. You know, <laughs> he's putting up almost a steal
1: on a block a game. Like, yeah. He's been solid on the defensive end. Maybe I'm not giving the defensive end enough love <laughs> <laughs> with that one, but I'll go, I'll go through my, my first team. I've got LaMelo Ball, like you, Halliburton, Edwards. Um, we, we agree. The two other guys that I've got there, I've got Cole Anthony in my first team, um, and I've got Isaiah Stewart as my uh, in my first team as well. Um, don't have James Wiseman. And who was your other guy? Patrick Williams, sorry, yeah. So yeah. I've gone Cole Anthony over him. Yeah. In my second team, I've got uh, Sadiq Bay. I think you had him there. I did. I've got I've got quickly. Yeah. I've got Wiseman, and the two other guys that that weren't on your team, I've got here Desmond Bain, and I've got Jay Sean Tate from the Houston Rockets yeah. there as well. Um, so, I think who was the other guy that, that you had that I didn't? That was one uh, more Danny player.
2: Appiah? It sounds like you didn't have yeah.
1: Danny. Yeah, questionable about Denny. I'm probably more out on that than Patrick Williams. I don't know. He never really came into my consideration.
2: Yeah, um, he just played a lot of minutes and uh, he had some kind of stats going. He actually just got injured today, so rest up, Denny. Yeah. I did see that happen. I wasn't too sold on him either, but he got a lot of minutes and I just kind of, that, that, that was the coin flip. The coin flip was the minutes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Game, so.
1: Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like that last position on the second team. I was kind of like, uh, I don't really love any of them. I, I, I sort of was flicking but through between Tate, Bain, and quickly. You know, I, I, I didn't really love a lot of them. Even Wiseman, really. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of James Wiseman personally, um, and his impact on winning basketball. Sure, he's got a bit of upside, but. I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to get down on Wiseman personally um, and his future prospects. And it doesn't sound like um, the coach, Coach Steve Kerr. I don't know. Some of his comments have been a bit down on Wiseman as well. So um, yeah, There's a
2: lot of those, he's a young kid. Kind of comment like, oh, he's still learning a lot, blah blah blah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It sounds like they're he's testing their patience a a little bit, and and maybe was a bit bit underwhelming to compare to what we were hoping we're going to get at the start of the season. That first game, we were all getting really excited. You know, what did he have? Like sixteen points in that first game. Shot very efficiently. yeah, that's right. And then after that, it just sort of yeah, never really materialized. Um, talk to me about um, Cole Anthony. You've got him in, my, in your second team. I've got him in your in my first team. What sort of made you go him second over the first team? Because I, I think he's one of the best rookies in this class.
2: Yeah, I, I did somewhat. No, I, I still would keep him out of my five. I did try to somewhat respect the two-guard, two-forward, center. Right? Yeah, fair enough. And obviously, I have yeah. got Lamello and Ty, Tyrese Halliburton as total locks in yeah. my guard. But even then, I probably would have had an um, even after Emmanuel quickly. I've actually been really solid on Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, even over Cole. I Anthony, like
1: so. Yeah, I like quickly. Probably hasn't had the um, the minutes that Cole Anthony has, but I think he's probably maybe you're right in terms of done more with limited time. Um, probably hard to impress a a coach like Thibodeau. So got to give um, quickly props to that and. Um, I just, I don't know. I think quickly maybe has less strings to his bow. Probably just, you know, a bit more of just a pure scorer. Cole Anthony, I think, you know, has probably well, more ceiling, facilitating. What's the ceiling for Cole Anthony?
2: Honestly, like a the 10th best starting point guard? Or do you think it's just an average starting point guard?
1: Uh, yeah, probably wouldn't even say that high. Maybe just an average starting point guard is his ceiling. I was going
2: to say. Average starting, the 15th yeah. best point guard.
1: Yeah, I don't even know how... I don't know how necessarily rate this rookie class. Um, I think you've got Lamello Ball head and shoulders above everyone else. Um, I'm coming a bit more around on Anthony Edwards the He's more and more I watch him. He an He's freak. a freak, freak <laughs> athlete. Um, and I'm seeing more of it. And I'm seeing a few more things in terms of his shooting and things it like just that. He's the
2: Because he yeah. is just that quick, that step quicker. And he yeah. just explodes. That man can jump.
1: Oh, step. yeah. So you're talking about athleticism, he's got it. I'm I'm hoping he's he's not just a uh, Andrew Wiggins type because you know his rookie season, Andrew Wiggins, we were saying, yeah, freak athlete, very quick, high vertical. Um, you know, Edwards seems a little bit more explosive, a bit more powerful. But you know, I'm, I'm hoping that it's it's something else there in terms of translating to wins. Um, so I'm 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 on the up with Anthony Edwards. Um, what made you put Wiseman in your first team over someone like Isaiah Stewart, who we both have?
2: Um, it was more... I, I do kind of consider, you know, the name to some degree. I mean, he, yeah. he, he put up, he still put up, like, 11 and 6. So, the stats weren't that bad in a block a game. Um, yeah. And, and just for what he did, I know that his games played was an amazing. That there were some pretty good... Some games he had some... He shined in a few plays. So, the potential, I still think, is there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the flashes, I guess, is what I'm looking for. The flashes were there, as well as he put up you know, 11 and 6. So I, I gave it to him, sure. Especially since, as I said, I was, I was trying to make these, to some degree, the position that they should be. So I tried to put the yeah. center in. Um, and he was the only center outside of... I mean, Isaiah Stewart, which you had in your first team. Yeah. just is fair enough. Yeah,
1: he was my guy.
2: Um, but even then, I, is, is Stewart a center?
1: He he is he's playing some center. Um, like he's a small ball sort of center. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm going a bit off recency bias, but he's had some pretty big games, and for me that was enough. To, to, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple. I think he's he's, one he's one had, of had you know, 18
2: offensive, uh, perc- like offensive rebounding percentages in the league.
1: Yeah. Which, is, which for me is enough to, to pop yourself over James Wiseman. I don't think it was a high bar to clear for me, personally. Um, he's shown more in limited time. And, and, you know, that means his stats are a bit better because he's had less opportunity than Wiseman. But he's, um, you know, when he does get the minutes, you know, just look at this last week. You know, when he gets over 20 minutes a game, 18 and 16, 19 and 12, 15 and 21 rebounds... Twelve and eight, you know, sixteen and thirteen. He he puts up these good numbers um on, on a poor team, albeit, but he's definitely outplaying the the starting center and Mason Plumley on that team. Hey, so, Mason had a good game today. Uh,
2: right? I think it was like fourteen, yeah. sixteen and seven.
1: Uh, shocking. In a, in you know, loss, uh, yeah. Obviously. But uh <laughs> I, I have a bit to I have a bit to say about Detroit later on the podcast, but yeah, I wasn't very happy with that. <laughs> um, from you Detroit. Uh, but anyway we'll talk about it a bit later uh, any, anyone else outside of our list that you considered I'll, I'll actually throw a question at you let's ta- yeah. take take um,
2: all the players off your list and uh, try and pick someone who you think has got like the highest ceiling you know what I mean so you can't, well, you can't well, pick anyone uh, on these teams who do you think oh, yes. so that's not in your top first and second team do you have, have, think has the best ceiling
1: uh, I'll throw a name at you uh, Malachi Flynn is my okay. guy Malachi um, Flynn but, oh, and I should I should give a mention to my, my boy, okay. Alexei Pokashevsky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those two, I think those two have the highest ceiling. I think Poku has the highest ceiling out of everyone, um, just his uniqueness. Um, and if he puts it together, which I'm more and more confident now that he will... Um, But yeah, I also want to give a shout out to Malachi Flynn, who I think you know potentially could even be the starting point guard for the Raptors next year um, with maybe Kyle Lowry not returning to the team. So uh, I want to give a shout out to those two. I think Malachi just hasn't shown enough um, throughout the entire season. It's been a lot recently, but throughout the season just hasn't done enough to get on this team. And Poku, yeah, look, he's had flashes, but not consistent enough to sort of edge over these guys. Do you have anyone else? Now, one guy who I mentioned,
2: I, have, I agree with the guys you mentioned um, first and foremost, yeah. uh, but I've been watching a fair few New Orleans uh, Pelican games, and oh, yeah? Kira Lewis Jr., uh, he I he do like actually Kira. does, when he gets minutes, he looks pretty damn impressive, he's quick, he, yes. he brings the pace up a fair bit on your team, which is great for Zion, I think in the future he'll be really testing Lonzo for some minutes, um, hopefully maybe they can oh, play I don't together, think, I don't...
1: but... I don't think Lonzo comes back to this team next year. Okay, and um, I don't that know if that's a hot, up some hot minutes, take so or anything. Kira Lewis, which yeah, I, I'd
2: be excited for he, he can play.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think literally that the three players that we've named, um, like I think they have higher upside than any like a lot of these guys on these rookie teams because, uh, like that's we're going. These teams are based on this season, but yeah, I, I think Malachi Flynn, and Um and, Kira Lewis. They're, they've got higher upside than than players like a Cole Anthony or like a Ja'Shawn Tate or Desmond Bain, even Danny maybe Abdiard. even a Quickly. Yeah, Danny Abdiat. Like these guys have put up a solid first year, but you know they may not turn into the best in the class. So um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see and, and compare who gets into these rookie teams versus who actually ends up with a good NBA career because usually it's not always the same. Um, you get some different results. Um, I think even just last year, there was a few that that were in there that have sort of faded away um, this year, just a year later. So, interesting to check back on this in a couple of years' time.
2: Yep. Yeah, there's always the bright sparks, like the first few picks in the draft. But outside yeah. of that, you can um, flip a coin in a few of these guys.
1: Yeah. Let's turn our attention over to the fantasy world. Um, now, we're going to start off by talking about... There's a lot of relevant injuries... Tanking, um, you know, COVID activities and things like that going on at the moment. Um, it's a crazy finish to the year, um, and a lot of key guys are out. So, just want to touch on the the main people and, and and what's going on, and just make sure that everyone's aware of what's happening and who might be the beneficiary of these injuries, and if there's anyone worth adding as a result of some of these injuries that have happened recently or in the last sort of week or so. So. The biggest one, I think, in the last couple of days is obviously James Harden. um, Someone who, unfortunately, is on my Dynasty team and has really hurt my playoff chances, but um, obviously have to hold him in Dynasty. He's out indefinitely with a setback to his hamstring injuries. And I tweeted this out before, but I don't know if you've you've noticed this before, Cal, but the the NBA seems to really struggle with managing hamstring injuries. They just can't seem to get it right. I
2: didn't know Um, that. How so?
1: Well, I just, when you look over here in, in Australia and the AFL, we seem to just nail hamstring injuries. It must be something that we're really good at um, or, or maybe the NBA is really bad at because whenever there's a hamstring here in the AFL, like the, the Aussie Football League, it's, it's three weeks. We are you tougher, know? You just obviously. know. Come on. <laughs> well, we just, we seem to manage it right. It's three weeks and then they're back and it's all good. These guys, you know, they, they whack on, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll review in a week and maybe he'll try to get back out there. And then they ramp it up and then there's a setback, you know. Even just a, another player on his same team, Kevin Durant, was out for months with a hamstring injury. Um, just, And, and it, was, it was, you know, week to week, every week for, for several months. So whenever I see a hamstring injury in the, in the NBA and they give you a timeline of a week or two, I always bump that out. Um, and usually it's, it's pretty accurate. Um, so obviously sucks for, for fantasy owners, but, um, I think you need to drop him. I, I don't, I don't think that he's coming back this season or at least not before the fantasy playoffs are finished. What are your thoughts on that? Um,
2: yeah, I, I tend to agree. For James Harden. I think it's pretty unfortunate for him. Um, he probably should be out for another three weeks just to get him, get some rest for the playoffs. Uh, yeah. It's pretty uh, like because James Harden is known for his longevity and how tough he is in the regular season. Yeah. If, if you look at his track record from um, the fifth, the fourteen, fifteen season, he's gone eighty-one games, eighty-two games, eighty-one games, seventy-two, which was one of the lowest he had, which is still for most yeah. players pretty good, seventy-eight. 68 in the reduced season of, of last season so yeah. he's known yeah. to just keep on going he and that's why those Houston Rockets had such good records because he could carry them carry such a load um, there, there were the rumors towards the end of the season before the playoffs that oh he's going to burn out which to some degree in the playoffs his stats prove that a little bit but for for the regular mm. season this man is a machine um, especially fantasy wise so yeah you
1: know, it,
2: it's a bit of a sour taste if you, if you drafted him and now the playoffs are here and he's and he's not there when Obviously, you probably would have had to take him one or two anyway, but um, it, it does hurt a bit. Yep.
1: Yeah, it, it, it is a bit sucky for owners. And um, <clears throat> some some issues that, that um, people have been letting me know on Twitter is that he might be on a can't cut list, which um, some leagues do have. Usually, if you reach out to your commissioner, they can do that for you and drop that player for you. So, um, obviously, he is definitely someone that you should be, I would say, dropping Um because you need to be ruthless. You need to cut people that are not going to be playing for you. Yes, he was your number one pick. Um, it sucks, but you got to survive. So drop him, pick someone up, and, and, and go from there. Who do you think um, benefits most with Harden's injury?
2: Um, that's a good question. <clears throat> I think, well, Bruce Brown's been playing pretty well. Um, so yep. maybe him, he's going to get a fair bit more minutes at the... Because at the, he can kind of play the 2-3-4 kind of spot, which is kind of what James Harden did yeah. as well. So Bruce Brown, fantasy-wise, yep. will get a bit of a boost. Otherwise, Kyrie obviously I like that. his usage would go through the roof.
1: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Kyrie's going to get a boost. Um, he's obviously owned. Um, Bruce Brown's a good one, so I think he's a potential add if you want some, you know, rebounding from a guard, um, some defensive stats. He put up some big points today. Uh, I think he's scoring over twenty points. Um, the other one I'll mention is um, uh, Landry Shamet. Yeah, who get a
2: thirty point game? Maybe not recently. So. Yeah,
1: he he's been putting up some points. He hits a lot of threes. Good free throw percentage, but that's about it for him. So he's he's pretty streaky. So I don't think he's necessarily a must add player. But if you need, we're going to talk about streaming in a second. Points and threes. He's one of the my favorite streams for the week next week. Um, so he's someone who I do think you can add if you do need those stats. But uh, probably not a must add sort of player. Uh, the next one we'll talk about Kawhi Leonard. He's had a foot issue. So, he's being reviewed next week. Doesn't necessarily mean he's back next week. The Clippers have the worst playoff schedule in the entire league with three games over this week, next week, and the week after. So, you know, maybe he's only got a one or two game week next week. Again, it sucks. It really does suck. If you don't have any room on your IR, or you've got someone who's a bit closer to returning. I honestly think you could drop Kawhi Leonard if you are in a very tough matchup and you need to just advance to that next round. If you have an IR spot and it's available, obviously try and store him there because he might be back before the playoffs to finish, unlike Harden. But it's this time of year, you've got to make these tough calls. What are your thoughts on on Kawhi?
2: Yeah, it, it's a tough call. I pro- I probably personally wouldn't be able to do it because he's probably brought you. Yeah. He's been having a pretty good season. it will be tough Is that to a great be. season? That's, it's pretty ruthless to get rid of him. Um, yeah. Oh, shout out to my Paul George, was my second round pick, who decided to rest um, in a week where he doesn't have yeah. many games. Come on,
1: yeah. Paul two games now.
2: well, so yeah.
1: went from three to two. Yeah, like yeah it's um, it's a rough one. Yeah, it's um, it's it's tough. Like you know, if I compare him to someone like a Donovan Mitchell, who we're going to talk about soon. You know, if you had to choose between one of those ones, I would probably keep Donovan and, and drop Kawhi, just because I think Donovan's coming back before Kawhi. They're going to be a bit more cautious over there in Clippers, but he is someone that you could stash because it's it's a bit more murkier than than some of these other injuries. Um, you know, the thing that just makes me scared is that they're saying they're going to review him next week. He's not back next week. Um, he might be. He might be back, but he might also be at another week and then it might be another week after that it's that he's he's a very cautious player we've seen that in the past they're usually very you know cautious with his approach so I am worried that you might be holding him until the end of the season and he might only come back for a few games at the very end and by then it might be too late so um, in saying that is there anyone that's a must-add from this injury or is it a bit more of a Shared amongst the team, kind of situation.
2: Um, I'll, I'll do a shout out to Luke Kennard because um, he's yep. a beast when he gets minutes. Especially when he he's what he's a heat check kind of guy. When he gets hot, he gets hot. Um, so I think today he was like six of seven from three point range. And, and yeah, he, has he games went, like he went that crazy. And, and and he was one of the sole sort of reasons they won today. So he's he's a guy I definitely add to your waiver wire.
1: Yep. Yeah, I, I, def, I definitely would. Again, I, I, he went off today. There was no Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, um, so I wonder if that will continue when Paul George gets back. So I would temper expectations there. He still
2: run, runs um, the other like one. A, he's more of a guard kind of. You know what I mean? Like they run a few plays.
1: Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I, I've just I've just seen him flop a few times. So I, I would, yeah, he's a good free throw percentage guy, good three streamer. I don't necessarily know if he's a must add player. I personally would have someone like uh, Marcus Morris over him. What are your thoughts on, on Morris? Morris is a good ad, 100%. Yeah, only rostered in 36% of leagues, uh, which I was surprised to find out. Um, I feel like he's been putting up decent stats, um, good percentages, won't hurt you anywhere, threes, points, rebounds. Obviously, won't gives you won't give you much in the way of defensive numbers or assists, um, but just a good, solid, efficient guy. He's ranked 134th in the entire season anyway, so um, I think that I would be adding Marcus Morris over Luke Kennard if, if it were me, because so I feel like he's got more of a chance to stay in the lineup, and they run Paul George as like a two or a three, and Morris as that sort of permanently starting in the power four position.
2: I think he's taken the position right now. Like The team's coming off the bench pretty much yeah. indefinitely, and um, so he has taken his starting role back
1: yeah 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 i think he's i think he's a great ad now i keep in mind they've they've got a pretty shit schedule but i think three games of marcus morris you know can be better than some of the other sort of four game weeks of of a lesser player so um i I still don't mind adding marcus morris to your to your roster if you need those stats Uh, let's move on to someone that has been out for a little while, but I still get lots of questions and that's Shea Gilgis Alexander. When can we expect Shea back Cal? Uh, next next season, next season.
2: Next next season. That's when I'd be expecting him
1: back. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I, I I don't think he's coming back this year. I think this is a tank job. Yes. He's got plantar fasciitis. Um, sure. Or maybe he doesn't, I don't know. Who knows? I'm not in that doctor's room, but, um, yeah, I don't think he's coming back. Um, so, if you're holding out to answer all those questions, that everyone who's asking me, do I drop Shea or do I drop Miles Turner? It's Shea. Because um, I just don't think he's coming back on a team that's just trying to win lottery balls. So, um, I think you can drop Shea. There's probably no one player to benefit because every day there's a different player who's rested and a different player who's out. And so. I think you just got to monitor those OKC Thunder because now they're even at the point where they're resting Moses Brown and Lou Dort <laughs> and things like that. So uh, I don't know. I don't know who they're going to be starting next next game. Um, so probably not the easiest team to stream.
2: Uh, look, if Lou Dort's um, playing though, you should pick him up. If you hear word that he'll be playing, you should get him. Yeah.
1: He's going to be putting up shots, that's for sure. There's no one else that can really shoot on this team. So yeah, he, um, he'll put him up. But he's rested the last couple of games, so it's hard to trust them. Let's move on to Miles Turner. He's still out uh, indefinitely. Um, you know, Indiana's got a few injuries. I'll, I'll lump in um, Sabonis to here as well. Even Goga Padaze had a bit of an ankle injury, so they're a bit decimated in that front court. But if we're just talking Miles Turner, he's out indefinitely. Again, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good. I'm more encouraged to him than Shea, but. It's another one of those guys that I'd be surprised if he's back before fantasy playoffs are, are over. What, what are your thoughts on Miles Turner?
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think he's going to be back for the regular season, so I'd be getting rid of him. He, he ripped um, something in his big toe. The yeah. Planata plate probably butchered the name, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I imagine that'd be pretty painful. Anything on your foot, even if it's your toes, it can actually be pretty hard. Cause your balance is so off. Yeah, I remember one of my mates did um, his small toe, this is picky toe, and he was out for like a month. Like, legi- like yeah. he just couldn't sprint properly. All, all the things just wasn't really working for him. And this is the big toe, so
0: yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't oh, be
2: yeah. putting my hopes on them coming back um, in the regular season, honestly. And and right now they could yeah. be falling out of the playoffs enti- yeah. entirely. So.
1: Yeah, no, they're they're having a bit of a slide at the moment, but um, yeah, big men and feet, you you don't love to hear about it. Um, so I I think, and particularly when it's it's a soft tissue injury in the foot, the the remedy is rest. It's it's not something that you sort of you know work in terms of strength and things like that. It's it's a rest type uh, treatment. So for us, that just means he's on the shelves for longer, and then it's a ramp up back to basketball activities. So. It is, it is a slow injury, so again, I wouldn't be holding out hope for Miles Turner. Hopefully, players like Sabonis, Goga, Badatse can be beneficiaries. Um, you know, they may or may not be back next game. They've been out the last couple, uh, and they've been running a bit of a small ball lineup, but we'll see if that continues. But. If Sabonis is out and Goga is back in, I think Goga is an excellent stream um, and a, and, a, and a, probably a good add for a, a good... I think they've got four games next week uh, in, in the paces. So definitely someone who I'd be looking at if available.
2: Yeah, I'm banking on Sabonis needs to come back for me. He just missed that last game. And he's a yep. beast. He, I need him in my team. Uh, so come on, man. He's game time decision right now. So I'm going to be
1: crossed. Yeah. I would be holding Sabonis, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about... Uh, Galt James, he's started basketball activity again. But do you think he's back in time to save anyone's fancy playoffs, Cal?
2: Um, he may surprise the world and come back next week. So for finals, week, yeah, maybe he could get a game out of him. But
1: uh, I think it's unlikely. I think it's
2: unlikely too.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not holding out hope. Um, he was only in a boot up until this week. Um, and it's LeBron. Like he he doesn't care about the regular season. He um. And rightfully so. He doesn't have to. Like, he's solely focused on playoffs and winning a ring. And I think that, you know, he's just going to come back when he's ready, which might be the last sort of few games of the regular season. And by then, the fantasy playoffs should be over by then. So, if your your league goes right to the very end of the season, maybe you you, you keep holding on to him and, and, you know, hold out hope. But I would drop some of these other guys before him. But but still, uh, yeah, if you need to. I would be pretty happy to move LeBron James and, and just get some more games played going in there and just survive these these couple of weeks. Um, probably no main beneficiary, although I, I want to give a shout out to a guy that you picked up, Taylor Horton Tucker, who's been um, who's been doing alright. I think LeBron
2: he's a, down. I, I picked him up. I was like, you know what? He'll, he'll get some minutes. Um, he can run the point a bit, just like LeBron does. He's that long guy. I forecasted him getting a recent amount of steals as well. So yep. he's been playing alright for me, um, especially in the steals. Yeah. So he's actually been doing really well in steals. Right, let's see what he's yep. been putting up the past let's go fourteen days. Um, he's put up a pretty respectable like 13, 4 and four with one point seven steals and one point seven turnovers. So it's pretty good. Um, just overall for a, a wave of wide to get yeah. the, the steals and the assists specifically are a big boost for my team
1: and that's that's what you're doing in the playoffs if you identify those as stats of your needs then he's an excellent ad so I I would definitely be be recommending that if those are the ones you need let's talk about Donovan Mitchell had an ankle injury Um, doesn't appear to be too serious Um, so he's someone that I would be hanging on to and could potentially be back next week Um, I had someone ask me if You know, like James Harden versus Donovan Mitchell. I said, look, James Harden's not coming back. You keep Donovan Mitchell, even though he's not as good of a player, but his return date is more likely to be back sooner. So in that situation, you drop James Harden, you keep Donovan Mitchell, um, and hopefully he can help you if you make it to the next week. But again, sucky one. Obviously, the the beneficiary here is Jordan Clarkson, um, who will be putting up a lot of shots off the bench. And it looks like Joe Ingles as well. He had a really big game today. Um, shooting a lot of threes, getting a lot of assists. Those two will probably be the biggest beneficiaries, and are probably must own players anyway. Um,
2: yeah, I think it's probably what yeah. Joey Ingalls because Jordan Clarkson already had the green light. Let's be let's be clear. Yeah, that that's now, true. Now <laughs> Joey Ingalls is actually in the starting lineup, so I think his minutes would just be yeah. more in general. So he probably yeah. is a must own right now. To be honest.
1: He, yeah, I would say I would say he's a must own. I think he, not even just streaming value. I think he's just putting up top 100 numbers. He's 84th ranked on the season and only 64% rostered. Um, he's just doing enough in uh, assists, points, three solid percentages. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Like putting up 320 games in a row with six, five, and six threes. Yeah, and he had, uh, that had a game with 14. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Like those numbers in the playoffs right now. That's huge. That's big time. Um, so. Good luck if you uh, well, lucky if you, you had him on your roster already, but if he's available, stop, pause this video and go at him right now um, because I think he's a must-have player. Uh, Kevin Durant, when do you think we're going to see Durant back, Cal? Any, any ideas? He's, he's a bit of a murky one. No idea. No, could be the playoffs. <laughs> I don't, like, who knows? <laughs> it's yeah, weird.
2: I have um, so many question marks for this Brooklyn Nets team, hey? Like, you got him, yeah. Jake Harden out with the hamstring thing, and then, I mean, who knows what's happening with Kyrie, at, you know, next week. So yeah, yeah, very interesting team when this playoffs ramp up. But yeah, in terms of fantasy, I would have no confidence in him returning anytime soon.
1: Um, I'm I'm a bit more confident than you are. I think his his he had the injury in terms of the hamstring, came back and played a few games, missed a couple. So he banged his knee. Um, it was a bit of a. It was it was a it was a thigh contusion. Yeah. So for us Aussies, that in other words, that's that's a good old fashioned corky. Um, so um, obviously they vary in, in different significance. So, but I think that's an injury that you're not too worried about it becoming a long term thing, and you can you can get him back out there pretty quickly. So I think he is someone that if I have the luxury, I am holding because obviously it's Kevin Durant um whether or not he comes back on a a small little minutes limit maybe but i still think it's kevin durant so um of all the players we've mentioned today i think he's the highest priority hold um maybe next to donovan mitchell um so we'll see how we go i mean they they might be conservative but i think we could see him back next week and they, they have a good run next week the the brooklyn nets so um I'll oh, hold on to him. A couple of positives. Let's talk about some people who are getting close to returning or have returned. We had a, we had a unicorn sighting. cow. We had Jaron Jackson Jr. play his first game today. <laughs> How did he go? Hallelujah! How did, did he, put up How, he, he did. He put up lots of numbers in very limited time. Four oh, um, Showed us. Wow. Yeah. Showed us why we um, we picked him in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> He's now the tenth ranked player on the season per game. Wow look at that averaging (laughs) averaging 15 eight and four in 18 minutes um so you look they're great numbers it you're probably not in the playoffs if you took
2: from the the free trail line
1: come on that's true yeah maybe if you're like me and you drafted him in the sixth round then you're not in the playoffs because you wasted a pick and didn't have him for your entire season Uh, or maybe you're lucky enough that you picked him off the waiver wire and and he's on your team and and he's there now. Um, He's rostered in 78% of leagues, so he still is out there in some leagues. Um, So, again, must roster player in my opinion. He might get some rest back-to-backs, but they've only got one back-to-back I can see in the upcoming schedule on the 25th and 26th. Um, So he might rest one of those games, so keep that in mind. But I think just his uniqueness, I think you, you swoop in and grab him if he's is available. Um, but good on you, Jaron Jackson. And now we know, Cal, that a minute, you know, because that's where he was out. He was going to be out a minute. Now <laughs> means, that means five months.
2: <laughs> well, what was his injury? Well, like, what even was it?
1: He had meniscus surgery in the oh, offseason. Right. Um, well, sorry, he had a meniscus uh, repair so what was not clarified in the in the preseason? What it was it was a repair and not a removal. Um, so someone like Kristaps Porzingis had a meniscus removal. I think it was three months after Jaron Jackson Jr. and he returned in January. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Jaron Jackson Jr. had three months extra to recover from him at the start and then came back, you know, three months later. So six months longer timetable than someone like Christophe so look it's disappointing I'm just more mad at the fact that they there was no clarity of this injury they didn't provide any updates throughout the season um you know clearly there was a plan at some point but it was just not communicated so lift up your game Memphis come on let us know what's going on um you can tell I I'm I'm a bit salty about that one Uh, and another positive one, another, team, another player that was on my team as well that uh, was an unfortunate one, uh, LaMelo Ball. The cast is off. He's back doing basketball activities and may return as soon as next week. Are you? Um, if you're in a good position, Cal, are you swooping in and grabbing LaMelo Ball, if you can?
2: I, I honestly, when I saw that, I almost considered just picking him up and just putting him on my yeah. injury-listed injury um, list but I look. I need my ads this week. It's the semis. I'm not going to screw around. But maybe yeah. if I've got a spare ad, maybe maybe I'll wait for my last ad in the last day. And if I'm feeling like I'm a reasonable amount ahead, I might actually pick yeah.
1: It up. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. See, that's that's a bit of a conundrum there. It's it's a tough one, and it will depend on where where you're at. If you like, if you're on a bye week, just grab him. Obviously, I, I, if you've got nothing to worry about this week. Just grab him and, and stash him on your IR. If you are now, I don't even want to recommend if you're comfortably your ahead because things can change really quickly. Like like you said, I would wait until like that last day or two. And if you're very confident that you can um, hold him on your roster and you've got an IR or IL spot free, then I would add him. But just keep in mind that he might he might have a minutes limit coming back. He might be rested a little bit. Uh, might be a bit rusty. He's still a rookie. Um, so just want to temper expectations that you don't bend over backwards to add him at the at the cost of, like you said, your weekly ads and your, your streaming value because it's all about survival right now. So, But good news that he's coming back sooner than we thought. All right, let's move on to some streaming. Uh, we're looking at week 18. So the week starting um, uh, the end of April. So this week, there's a few highlights things that I want to I want to talk to you about, Cal. We've got three teams that have five games next week, so lots of games being played. Um, week 18, the Raptors, the Mavericks, and the Thunder all have five games that week. So, um, let, are there any players in there that you, we think you think we should highlight? That could be potential ads if you if you're gearing up for a big week week 18.
2: I'd circle in the Mavericks and the Raptors. I'd... The Thunder are hard to predict, like we touched her because they they, the, yeah. the starting lineup seems to change so much. So I pencil in sound like a Brunson, but probably be a guy that, that yep. yells at me because he's put up good stats, good assists um, for for a waiver wire kind of guy. And if he's playing five games, you'll be that's a lot of assists that you can rack up with just that yeah. one to kind of add. So he, he'd be the guy that yells at me the most.
1: Um. Points as well. Uh, he, he's a good he's a good scorer. I think he you know yep. put up over twenty points a game. You know he could get close to. 60 70 points in five games um which is which is huge with one acquisition if, if you're looking to to get that category and it's a hard category to stream so if he's available yeah i think he's a he's a great ad
2: yep so you go like a maxi cleaver maybe as well if he's getting minutes tim hardaway he's probably picked up already he really is just there for points um yeah they'll be the guys i'll be looking at first and foremost
1: I want, I want to highlight a couple of Raptors. Um, Malachi Flynn, I think, is someone that you need to look at. I think the Raptors have been no secrets about it, resting players, resting their older players in Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet. And there's, a you know, being the five games in, in the one week, there's a, there's a couple of back-to-backs in there. So uh, Malachi Flynn on those back-to-backs is going to play heavy minutes and he's going to put up stats. We've seen him get, you know, lots of assists, lots of steals, some decent points and threes. So in those games, he's he's almost a must-start player. Um, and then if you've got five games, you just ride out the the games that he's sort of on the bench and things like that. It's enough value for you to add. And the other one is Birch. Um, uh, Chris Boucher went down with a knee injury today. He's getting an MRI. Doesn't sound great. Um, so... I would be adding Birch if you have the luxury, um, if you know you're going to make it next week, or if you're on a buy, because he's going to be a difference maker in terms of blocks, <laughs> rebounds, and field goal percentage. One of my one of my favorite streamers for next week. So, um, if you have the ability to get him before the week starts, I, I would definitely do so because I think he's going to be big time.
2: Yeah, great, great for blocks. So I think it's his best category.
1: Yeah, excellent for blocks. Let's let's look at the like the daily games and and how many games are on each week, which can help us with our streaming just quickly running through them, Monday we've got 11 games, Tuesday we've got 6 games, Wednesday there's 10, Thursday there's 6, Friday 8, Saturday 10 games, and Sunday 8 games. So pretty pretty even spread, there's a couple of high volume games, but, but nothing crazy like the 14 game day that we had today. So you might be able to, depending on your team, stream most days, maybe not that Monday and the Wednesday might be tough and Saturday with the 10 games. But it, it it's it's there and about most games. Um, so we'll look we'll look at the back to backs and um, and teams that play on on low volume days. Um, specifically, um, the Nets and the Bucks. I want to highlight they play all of their games on low volume days, which are, are days less than ten games on, on that day. So you could add a, a player like Bruce Brand. Uh, Bruce Brown, yeah, or Landry Shamit, and, and they're going to play on your roster every every time. Whereas if you add someone on the Monday, you know they might not even get on your roster because you've got a full team playing. So there's no point adding that player. So um, those Nets and Bucks, I think, are, are really good streamers for, for the week um, through there. Um, we'll, we'll talk a bit of back-to-backs, although there are a lot of teams with, with some back-to-backs here. So we won't spend too long going through there. Um, you've got on the Tuesday, Thursday, so skipping out that Wednesday with 10 games, and obviously Monday's got 11 games, so you can't really stream those days. You've got a lot of teams. You've got the Nets, the Mavericks, the Warriors, Rockets, Pacers, Bucks, Timberwolves, Thunder, Raptors. Um, the Thursday, Friday, back-to-back, you've got the Nets and Bucks, like we said, and then a Friday, Sunday, you've got Celtics, Nets, Lakers, Bucks, 76ers, Suns, Trailblazers, Kings, and Spurs. So lots of teams you can stream this week, lots and lots of teams. So bit different to how we've done the last couple of weeks we're going to go through the best streamers for each category and and sort of just our favorites so i'll throw it over to you cal we'll we'll start with the the percentages we'll start with field goal percentage give us some names of who you think are the best ones to to boost that category for the week
2: um well there's some good names in front of me so let's go with um whiteside deandre jordan yep tony bradley or goga badatse uh, yeah so some good ones out there i, so, I personally um some whites i can give you the blocks as well he started getting a few more minutes now and um i guess he likewise had a shit game jordan today too. deandre jordan yeah um is claxton injured i just feel like
1: i haven't seen claxton play for a while yeah claxton i think oh i want to say covid protocols even let me double check that one but he i it don't think he's been featured
2: and it's saying yeah yeah, to, yeah quarantine
1: yeah, so I think yeah that that's COVID issue. So he's out for a little while. Um, obviously Lamarcus Aldridge retired, so some minutes have opened up for DeAndre Jordan, who's an excellent sort of field goal percentage guy. We know that he only dunks the ball, so um, he's a really good one that I like. If Sabonis is out, or even maybe even without Sabonis being out, as long as Gogo Vardasay is back, he's probably my other favorite one. Um, White side, I was big on a little bit before, but I don't know. I just I was watching the Kings. Play today, and God, he is shit. He is <laughs> such a bad NBA player. Um, so I don't know. I I streamed him in for my uh, my matchup this week, and and it didn't really work out. So I don't necessarily want to go around recommending Hassan Whiteside. But if he gets the minutes, he'll probably put up the stats. But I just think he's that bad that even though that they've got all these injuries, you you don't play him. He's he's just an awful player. So. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he comes out next game and is a DMP CD, so um, just be aware of that one. <laughs> um, but if he plays, he puts out the stats. We know this. Um, and Tony Bradley, again, OKC, hard to predict. I would wait to make sure that, you know, see if Moses Brown is playing, see if Roby's available. Uh, might be hard to trust that one there, but yeah. What about free throw percentage? Typically a, a pretty hard category to to boost and stream in. Um,
2: well, I, what are I your thoughts someone, on that? Um, any... Last week of my bye week To just boost me Just in terms of the games played as well um, yep. Picked up Carmelo Anthony He's a guy who yep. can help in the, in the free throws um, I like it He's been pretty hot recently too So he's definitely If, he, if he's if he got those games Where you um, obviously need to get a few more players out there It's not the Pats um, yep. Let's say it's on a Tuesday or a Thursday Those are the games where there's low games He's definitely worth it Yep
1: play. Yeah, he's got that back to back at the end of the week. Uh, oh, sorry, not back to back. The pseudo back to back on the Friday Sunday, so playing on low volume days to finish the week. So maybe you start with a, uh, maybe you start with someone like a Landry Shamit or, or something like that, who's also another good free throw shooter, and then go into a Camilo Anthony if you think that category is going to be really close. Again, though, the, the free throw percentage just because of the volume of shots, it's hard to get those sort of guys on the waiver wire. Someone like a Tim Hardaway, if he's on your wire, he's someone that can can affect those categories, but probably not on many teams waiver wire at the moment. Let's go into threes. There's lots of three point streamers this week. Uh, I'll just highlight straight off the bat. My favorite for this week is Gary Trent Jr. Obviously, they've got the five games this week. Might be rested and has been rested in the past, so just keep an eye on that. And um, Landry Shamit is another one we've highlighted as well. Four games, all played on low volume days. Um, Harden's out Durant might miss another couple games so I I really like Landry Shamit as an excellent three point streamer Um, probably my probably my ad for the week really Uh, Landry Shamit.
2: yeah he's um, he's been hot recently too so
1: yeah he's got the license you got any other three point streamers there Cal?
2: Um, I guess you could you could throw Carmelo back in the category but otherwise yep I think think you signed up pretty well Brian Forbes Brent Forbes for the, the Bucks I think
1: yeah, he, he, all he does is shoot threes. He doesn't do anything else, but if you need threes, he's a great shooter. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll highlight Dorian Finney-Smith as well for the Mavs. Again, five-game week. So he's someone who starts, gets a lot of minutes, shoots threes, solid rebounds. Um, he's only I think he's only owned in like sort of under 60% of leagues. So um, definitely someone who I think is someone you can have a look at. Let me just double-check that. Oh, only rostered in 30% of leagues, um, and he's the 118th player for the season, so averaging nearly two threes a game. Um, I think he's a, he's definitely a solid add and a good stream this week. Let's go on to points, another tough one. We mentioned Jalen Brunson before. Do you have any other guys that you think you can stream through there? Um, big Bobby
2: Portis. Um, he's always throwing it up, so...
1: Yep. Had a couple of close games recently so his, um, his points in the last few games have been down but like we've mentioned before if the matchup's there and they blow out the team he's going to get lots of junk time and just rack it up there. I will um, I will throw out Darius Baisley as well who is someone who we were hot on in the preseason obviously hasn't done very well this year. Field goal percentage will murder you shooting under 40% and he's been putting up a lot of shots recently. But if you just look at over his last sort of five games, twenty-six points, twenty-six points, sixteen points, nineteen points, twenty-two points, getting a lot of shots. But obviously that field percentage just saps your team's um, percentages there. Rosted in forty percent of league, forty-six percent of leagues. Um, so he is available. So if you need points, um, he is definitely uh, I think one of the best streamers. And again, five games this week. So. Between him and Jalen Brunson, I think they're your, they're your best bets in terms of getting points.
2: Uh, a bit of a shout-out maybe for um, points and threes would be um, KCP. It's a bit of the injuries. He's, he's always a bit sporadic, yep. but he had the odd 25-point game a couple of days ago. so yeah, he, he can get steals too.
1: So. Yeah, I don't mind it. If, if those other guys are taken off the table, I, I, would, I would go someone like him. What about some rebounds, Cal? You got any any rebounders for me? Probably similar to our field goal percentage, guys. Um, Tristan Thompson's still in the way of wire a fair bit. Yep. So
2: he's yelling at me. Um, Hassan Whiteside, who we already touched on. Um, There's that Memphis kid in Tillman. Xavier Tillman. Yeah, Xavier Tillman. Who's um, been getting minutes recently. He had a 41-minute game. Um,
1: Yeah, double overtime game. Um, That makes sense.
2: There you go. 18-14. Uh, with a start line th- put up there, so it's pretty impressive. I
1: think I think Jonas Jonas Valanciunas is out. He is out. I'm not he's sure out, what so he's. I'm
2: him this week. and I'm very happy. Yeah, that he's concussion.
0: Out.
1: <laughs> Con- yeah, concussion. So he may be back next week, which is why I haven't I haven't listed him on on our little cheat sheet here. But if he is still out, uh, yeah, he is definitely someone that I like. I'll give a shout out to a guy that I've been hot on who's been frustrating the hell out of me recently, Moses Brown. Um, like I said, they're tanking so hard that he is even someone that they're breasting. So just double check, but they've got, they've got five games, you know, five games, even if he gets 20 minutes an idol, you know, he put up 11 rebounds today in 16 minutes. Uh-huh. So he's had a game before where he's, he's got 24 rebounds. So in terms of rebounds, five games of Moses Brown, you could you could get 50 rebounds from him that, that week. So uh, that's that's a lot of rebounds. Um, you know, his percentages are, are whatever, and he's up and down and very inconsistent. But I think he can give you that stat at least uh, moving forward. All right, let's go on to some assists. Who are our assist streamers, Cal? This is a, obviously a, usually a pretty tricky one to, to stream in um, in terms of value.
2: Um, well, Brunson is definitely one of them. He'd be up there. Yep. Uh, TJ McConnell, he's always a shout out for steals and assists. So if he's in the waiver wire and you need assists, go to TJ. Um, yep. I guess KC, KCP can have sporadic assists. He might only get like five assists, but can be helpful. Um, maybe a Pritchard if you're looking desperate.
1: Yeah, I'd have to be pretty desperate to get KCP in for assists. Um, That's true, yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to shout out again Malachi Flynn from the Raptors, if he's available. Just, again, five games. Um, I think that they're going to be resting Kyle Lowry, Fred VanVleet. Um, so he's going to have some games where I think he can get up, you know, five or six assists. Uh, funny enough, Ricky, Ricky Rubio is only rostered in 59% of leagues. So if he's available, obviously great assists and steals, streamer. Um, and, again, OKC, another five-game week, Ty Jerome. Um, I think he's one of the few that we can assume won't be rested, I'm hoping. I'm hoping he doesn't get to the Moses Brown level, but I think he's averaging, you know, that three or four assists. Might be able to get you some threes, but um, I do like him as a bit of a assist streamer but again, just because those five five games next week, um, you, you can sort of get him on there. Um, moving forward, let's look at some steals. We got we got your boy Bruce Brown on here. Um, <laughs> Bruce Brown put up twenty-one obviously... and
2: fourteen. Yesterday. Yeah,
1: 14 um, rebounds from a guard. 76 yeah. six foot Big three. Time. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. So he does normally get some, some good steal numbers though, so I I I don't know if I can expect fourteen rebounds from him. Maybe, you know, maybe more than average from a guard, but I do I, I will expect a few defensive stats from him, uh, moving forward. Um any other sort of steals guys that yeah, you, you'd you really recommend? Steals is a guy who I've picked up
2: before just for steals and some potential blocks is a Matisse Dyball for seventy yep. sixes he what's he averaging he's putting up a fair bit but if you just look at the last few games two three two had a scratch zero and then two three one so like yeah he'd be high like you know 1.7 or something and um he gets good blocks too so
1: yeah excellent um sort of stocks streamer steals and blocks um he's been getting a bit of extra run with ben simmons and tobias harris out the last couple games um they're more game time decision sort of guys moving forward. So maybe next week they'll be back. But even still, he's, he doesn't need very many minutes to get a lot of, st- get a lot of steals moving forward. So um, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good one. Uh, and last category, blocks. I'll mention my favorite stream for blocks this week is Ken Birch from the Raptors. I don't really think we'll see much of Chris Boucher, if any, next week. He started at center today. Um, and in limited minutes, he puts up blocks, and they're going to be resting a lot of players, so I think he's one that's going to play a lot. So I, I like him as my favorite block streamer for the week with those five games. Anyone else there, Cal? Um,
2: look, yeah, I could probably come up with a couple of plans. Um, Hassan Whiteside, as always, and you could do a bit of a shout-out for Kenya Martin Jr., potentially, as so well. He hit a monster block. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: So... He's, a, he's an athletic dude, that guy. He is. Um, <laughs> so so he, 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 I think he had a couple blocks uh, recently. So I don't mind that. Um, check out obviously check out what Gogo Badatze is doing. Maybe Moses Brown is, is another one that can do that, although I rely more on his rebounds than his blocks. Um, Alexei Pokisevsky can be streaky. He had a six-block game the other day, so he's obviously got it in him, um, whether he's consistent enough or... I think he's out with some a sore leg or, or a sore arm or something, something soft like that at the moment. So just make sure you check in to see where, where he's at. But he's another one that you could look there just to sort of you know take that half court sort of shot and just you know he could give you six blocks. You never know. So um, again, they have the five games next week. So um, those sort of players are ones that I think you can look at, um, keeping in mind the amount of games played. All right. Well, that might that might do us for today, Cal. Any any sort of closing remarks from you? Um, can we expect to see you in the championship next week? You you're feeling confident?
2: I'm feeling pretty good. I'm up seven two, Yeah, this is the semis for Ooh. us. So yeah, well, championship week next week. There's still some groundwork to be made though. so I don't I don't lock yep. it in. Um, but no. it would be great if Sabonis decided to play next game. I'll say that. And I'm looking forward to potentially. <laughs> regardless, I'm an, I'm a medal match guy, so regardless, I'm going for the the third. Trophy
1: award next week. Yep, yep, yeah. Well, uh, good luck to you. How, how, all how the do you best. I've retired um, your team.
2: They're they're now gone.
1: I've, yeah, I've, well, I've retired my again. team. My team's going bloody all right this week, though. If I was <laughs> I was in the, the playoffs right now, I'd be actually crushing it. But uh, in, in our redraft league, not doing too well. I've turned my attention towards the dynasty league, where I'm I'm currently trying to get into the uh, into the next round. It's our first round in that league there. Um, but I've had, a, I've had a rough run. I've had Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, um, not play yet. I had Chris Boucher go down today. I've had, uh, who else have I bloody had? James Harden's obviously out, so I haven't had him yet. Um, yeah, so I had a, had a bit of a rough run, but I'm just, Ben Simmons, you know, you're sick. All right, cool. Just, just play the damn game, mate. Come on. <laughs> Get out there. That's what I want to see. I want to see Ben Simmons out there. Give me some assists. Give me some rebounds. Um, so yeah, hoping for my guys to pull through and get myself a dynasty, dynasty championship this week. Oh, sorry, this year. But all the best to you guys out there listening. And if you can please subscribe to the YouTube channel, we've got new videos coming every week, helping you get through the fantasy season, talking NBA, subscribe, like the video, hit the bell, um, let your friends know about it, and we'll catch you guys next week. See you later.